February 9, the 40th day of 2022. There are 325 days left in the year. Good morning, MV, guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com. Via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is In the Know coming up today. We'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Cougars win last night. Cats win last night. Olympics continue. And uh, we'll just get you one day closer to Super Bowl 56. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on in the nose. Settling into my left. Rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire is my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's the Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. Welcome back. Thank you. Out I'm of, actually happy to be here. <laughs> because you got out of sick bay. Amen. And yes. uh, so you had the youngest daughter who has been uh, under the weather the last yeah. couple of days, but mm-hmm. she's feeling better. Yeah. She's back at school today. Yes. She's ready for Valentine's Day. Yes. She has her Valentine box all ready. And so anyway, good to be back on a on a normal routine today. I'm glad she's feeling uh, better. He is the five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio Newshawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe. London, Moscow, Paris, Beijing, and Litchfield. Oh, and Hornet, too. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm feeling shortchanged. Why are you feeling shortchanged? I'm one of the Americans who's watching the Olympics because I love the Olympics, and so I'm watching them. But uh, I told you last week about the 15 events that they have at the Olympics, and there's an old-timey sport that is no longer in the Olympics that I would love. It's called ski-joring. And uh, in ski-joring, the athlete wears skis and then is pulled along behind a horse Dogs or a motor vehicle at high speed. This sounds very Kentucky. This sounds like you could see you could see this on a snowy day in Caneyville, couldn't you? We used to do this on a car hood. Uh We would just pull, you know, a car hood with something. Only it was one big, huge ski. It was a demonstration sport just once, and that was way back in 1928. However, there are ski joring races that currently take place across the country. So while they might not be a sanctioned Olympic event. I thought you were going to mention grease pole climbing. Well, that's a summer. That's oh, a summer oh. sport. That, that well, I mean, we, I didn't know have those. there could be a winter version as well, but it's ice instead of 
No, it's uh, they they maintain that one for a summer Olympic okay. sport. But I mean, I learn something new every day. So uh, you know how in um, even in Beijing. They've got the bird's nest, where's the main stadium, and then they have the ice cube, which used to be the cube where they did the swimming events. Mm-hmm. Uh, do they the, now call it the ice cube? Uh, yes, they do because huh. that's where they have the skating events. Oh well, that. And so, but they have to go about a. They have to go a few miles north of Beijing to some of the other venues mm-hmm. for those sports. So you could have your ski joring course out at Ferry Hill, that's north of Caneyville. You go out seventy nine. That almost falls rough or not quite. It's between Caneyville and Short Creek. It's the big long hill that does several switchbacks. Okay. You know, and you get to the bottom right before you get to Sinks Road, an area that I know very well. And so you. Could you could have your ski joring course on Ferry Hill, and it's already made in. Like you wouldn't have to spend any money on construction; it's already there. You've you've thought this out. Well, I mean, <laughs> is is the picture that I've been seeing floating on social media since you've watched it real of the ski slope being like in the middle of like a power plant? Yeah, they repurposed. That is real. They took okay. an old factory. Yeah, it's not CGI; it's real. Because I saw the it, picture floating around, and I wasn't sure if that was one of those that somebody had. It looks like a nuclear reactor. Uh-huh. Yes, <laughs> that's very Beijing. We make you come and compete in a nuclear reactor. Uh-huh. Oh, sure. Don't pay any attention to that glowing stuff over there in the corner. I guess that's that's something that Beijing <laughs> has that Caneyville can't offer, right? Well, I mean. No, is I mean, there the Caneyville power plant I that I'm not aware of? I don't of? think we're sitting on a plutonium stockpile that I'm aware of, but that's maybe uh, in Big Clifty. That, 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 <laughs> I, I, you'd, I'd have to ask around, but I've not been privy to any toxic waste stockpile, any spent nuclear rods that I, are being. I, I could say housed that, that, in, that goes in down towards Morgantown. Oh, that, that could be that. That may be their special. That may be their specialty down there. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't profess to be an expert or. Or no, I kind of let, try and let them do them, and and uh, and we'll do us. Hey, passing clouds, a brief shower possible today. Um, very slight chance of that today, so don't get uh, too up in arms about it. Next week looks to be a little more active and a flow of warmer, uh, warmer air leading to more wind and rain, perhaps more wintry weather next week, but that's going to be off to our north. Uh, keeping an eye on the 42754 zip code. And not until Thursday of next week are you expected to see some any significant precipitation. And currently, it is a rain event. And it could, could late Thursday night, I think that's the 17th, you could see some wintry precipitation overnight on that Thursday. But uh, right now, looking just like rain for the next uh, little bit. Temperature not looking great for Super Bowl Sunday, but, you know, warm today and then 46 tomorrow. Warm on Friday, 38 on Saturday, so it's just this seesaw effect that we have. Mostly cloudy, 56. Cloudy, 33 tonight. Partly cloudy tomorrow and a high of 46 is what you can I think we have a Expect. we have a blockable offense on Facebook here from one of our commenters. Oh, I think that that's somebody's I think throwing somebody's shade, throwing shade saying already. go Rams. I don't know how I feel about this. It's a blockable in, offense already this awfully morning. Early in the show to be throwing <laughs> shade. Uh, that'll just it, it will demoralize Sam to the point that he won't put forth good effort on the show today. You wait t- here, insider trick. You wait till the end to throw shade uh-huh. because then the, he can't undo his performance. Oh yeah, so like I, like I always said, I had the one time when I was hosting and somebody at the end of the show asked, "When's the other guy coming back?" <laughs> <laughs> That's like eating an entire steak and then saying this wasn't cooked properly. I was say she did wait until the end. <laughs> Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell is criticizing the Republican National Committee for censuring. 
Two House GOP lawmakers investigating the, quote, violent insurrection on January 6, 2021, saying it's not the party's job to police the views of lawmakers. As former President Trump has downplayed the attack by his supporters last year, the worst attack in uh, on the Capitol in two centuries, the RNC last week took a voice vote to approve censuring Liz Cheney of Wyoming and Adam Kinzinger of Illinois at the party's winter meeting in Salt Lake City. The two Republicans sit on a Democrat-led House committee that is aggressively investigating the siege and has subpoenaed many in the former president's inner circle. Listen, I I know people that love former President Trump. They lo- it's it's going to be hard if you're still in love with President Trump. There's nothing that's going to be said that's going to make you fall out of love with President Trump. I said it this time last year before the election. If you're on the Trump train at that point, you were staying on the Trump train and you were not going to get off for whatever reason. And it doesn't matter what Mitch McConnell says. And the, so there will be people that'll say, ah, that Mitch McConnell and he's this and he's that. But I'll tell you that I appreciate a leader who is willing to stand up in conflict with his party or with the way that if the water's going this way and you stand up and you say, this is not right the way this is being handled, I admire the leadership because that's what leaders do is they they say, this is what we should be doing even though this is what the mob mentality wants. And so You mean that they, they might say, Mitch, please? Yeah, I mean he'll be he'll be criticized in ways. He'll be applauded in in certain ways for this. He's been there long enough. He knows how you know he know he knows how all of it works. And um, I just listen. There there nobody perfect in Washington D.C. Not President Trump. Not Vice President Pence. Not President Biden. None of Congress. Nobody. One person. Person. One perfect person that we're aware of on record. And he's nowhere near Washington D.C. Unfortunately. And so it just, they just have the good of the nation at heart, and let's just try and, my point to ponder is going to be, my point to ponder almost spins out of that a little bit, I just realized, so hang around later on in the show and I'll try and connect some dots for you. There are 257 new COVID cases in Grayson County, there are, um, there are uh, 467 active cases, now those 257 that were announced yesterday from the previous Wednesday, so that's a week-long total. That's 257. That does not include those of you who are testing at home for whatever reason. You're just keeping an eye on yourself. So, so any of that, these, these are just uh, positivity that's been r- reported through public uh, public tests, if you will. The incident rate in Grayson County, 133, which is down significantly, it was 235 a week ago. It's 133. But, again, we're trying to get to two, uh, to 25. And down in Carlisle County, they may not have anything, but one thing they don't have is they don't have a red color on their county now. Their incidence rate is at 21. Cougar so orange. That's the color oh, they Cincinnati are. Cincinnati Bengal orange. There are 11 people hospitalized in Grayson County right now, which is uh, five less than this time last week. So that's uh, good. Volunteers are being sought all across Kentucky. To review cases of children in the foster care system, the citizen foster care review boards are in critical need of people who can review cases to ensure that foster children are placed in safe permanent homes as quickly as possible. That's from a statement from the AOC. Officials are seeking volunteers in all 120 counties. 
Potential volunteers must apply, consent to a criminal background check, and complete a training program. They generally spend one day each month reviewing cases. So that sounds like something that appeals to you. Then the Commonwealth of Kentucky would greatly appreciate your help. Kentucky lawmakers advanced a bill yesterday aimed at giving taxpayers relief from the sticker shock of surging vehicle property taxes caused by the pandemic-related skyrocketing of used car values. Sam, did you get your bill yet? Oh, yes, I did. And so I you did. have to pay it I did. by I, the end of fact, March? I got that. Uh, it's one of those things I got in the mail like Saturday, but I hadn't really sat down and processed it. Cause yeah. we were, I think I got it as I was getting ready to walk out the door to Morgantown, and it's sitting on my desk and... I think tonight I'll sit down and really look at it. So I really didn't process as to how much it was or anything. It's due by March 31st? Uh, I believe correct? that that's usually yeah. how it is. You have until the end of the uh, the month of your birth. So, But I'm going to have to get it in now because if I don't, I'm going to forget about it. Well, look, fortunately, you can do it online. If you set yourself oh, a yeah. reminder, you can do it on the 30th, 30th, and they'll send it to you in the mail. But here's why you might, here's why your situation might be a little precarious. So the bill would change the method to determine a vehicle's value. Kentuckians who already... My value really went up on my car. So I did notice that, that they're saying it worth, worth a lot more. Yeah. So And so as a result, down downstream of that, using mm-hmm. the percentage, that's inflated your taxation level. So uh, if you have already paid your property taxes this year on your car, you would receive a refund for overpayments. But whenever they pass this, it may change a little bit on when this happens. So mm. I'm just saying um, you've got to uh, – I don't know when this will be retroactive to or when it will take effect. And so I'd rather pay the correct amount. More than likely, you'll have to get a refund. Because they like, won't send you something. They'll say, hey, that bill we sent you, actually, we need to you to pay less than that. That's not how that will work, is my presumption. Know when to hold them and know when to change them, right? Yeah, that's right. Kentucky lawmakers on uh, yesterday continued wrestling with a long-running challenge, and that's how to get police officers assigned to every school campus, which is an issue intensified by a 2018 school shooting. The House Education Committee advanced a bill to require Kentucky school districts to have an officer assigned to each campus by August, but the panel revised the measure acknowledging that some districts are struggling to meet the standard because of insufficient funding or law enforcement staffing. A lot of uh, municipalities having a hard time um, staffing their their uh, deputy sheriffs, their police departments, etc. So having the resources to put into schools, you know, the legislature said you've got to have these, but then they didn't, there was no funding mechanism to accompany it. So school systems have been having a hard time finding uh, how to go on this. The governor did sign the essential caregiver measure. Governor Bashir signed the pandemic-related bill allowing designated family and friends to visit residents of long-term care facilities. The measure won strong bipartisan support as it moved through the legislature, as we thought that uh, it would, because I think most people, by and large, uh, agreed with that concept. Louisville lawmakers... In an effort to better help victims of child sexual abuse and assault, two Democratic lawmakers from Louisville filed legislation yesterday that would end the statute of limitations for civil actions in those cases. The uh, Morgan McGarvey, the minority floor leader, who's also running for um, U.S. Congress, and um, Lisa Wilner, who is a 
representative. Their identical legislation, each will file uh, each will file the bill in their respective chambers, would be retroactive for all victims and would be and would also remove the statute of limitations on civil claims involving third parties that failed to act on behalf of their victims. The uh, McGarvey and Wilmer both say that their private professions had an impact on pursuing this issue. He's an attorney, and she is a licensed psychologist. So we can uh, track that issue through the legislature. Kentucky coach Calipari has his eyes on March, and so that's why last night after the game he said he did not mind his team losing a big lead. Before they were able to secure a win, Oscar Shibway posted his sixth straight double-double, 18 points, 14 rebounds. Ty Ty Washington scored 12 of his 14 points in the second half, had another twisted ankle. Jacob Toppin uh, left the game, so I uh, saw Drew Franklin tweet, whoever we're buying our ankle tape from, we need a new supplier because <laughs> we had too many twisted ankles this year. Yeah, I was kind of following it off and on, and it seemed like it was a good game, though. All- I mean, Frank Martin to ball just it does <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, already it was a terrifying man, and then Bald. I saw a clip of him he's very at the end of the game where he was figure. just staring at one of his players, and yeah. I don't know that there was anything I've ever seen that's scary. So I read life. that he had COVID, and as a uh-huh. result, he had alopecia. As a result of that, and so that's not a choice he necessarily made. It's a, it's a condition. Uh, number one, Auburn loses at Arkansas, so uh, Pig Suey takes down uh, the Auburn Tigers. Last night, that was quite the celebration there in Fayetteville. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. But I saw Eric Musselman after the game. Shirts being removed and all that. Yeah, and they, then the Cougars got an important win at Harned last night. Uh, Grayson County Cougars victorious at Brett County. Sam, you took that one in. 67-51. to 51. It, was a, it was a heck of a ball game. There was uh, Cougars played really, really well in the first half. They scored 40 points. For the, through the first three quarters, their Achilles heel all season long has been free throws. And they were 14 of 17. Uh, through the first three quarters from the free throw line, and then in the fourth quarter they were five of twenty three. But still, we don't need to talk about wow. that. So, uh, but they won, and that's all that matters because they just needed they needed a win like that to kind of get their confidence back. Because I mean, seven of their last eight had been by single digits. They needed a good double digit win because on Friday night they host Whitesfield Trinity, and what is a a huge, huge, huge game for district standings. And I, I went through and did all my broke out my abacus yesterday, and yeah. Did all the math for all of that, so right, it was all the out. steam I was seeing mm-hmm. coming out of your office yep, was from the gears grinding. Yep, the abacus and everything was, was working hard. I see Keegan Sharp had seventeen last he night. He had seventeen. Right? He's now nine threes away from tying this guy named Travis Johnston's record for career threes. Not sure if you've heard of him. I've heard of him uh, briefly. I think he has a Wikipedia page. I'll mm-hmm. have to try and read up. It's on almost that like he's his coach. Yeah. But after maybe. the game, it was interesting that he was saying maybe Keegan doesn't need to shoot as much. <laughs> I said, really? That sounds like somebody who wants this record to stand. Go to the four corner stall offense. <laughs> Got to get to a break. Be back with more here on In the Know. Your day, you're supposed to buy the chocolate kind of thing? Probably. <laughs> it's read in the bathtub day. Oh, okay. So I guess that Don't means you need, you need more than, you read more than 
just the instructions on the shampoo bottle or mm-hmm. like you actually take a book in there and yeah, I think so. And read would be my guess. And then it is also I'm a little disappointed I didn't know this before now. It's pizza day. Mm. Oh lordy. It slipped up on me. I knew back on the 31st we previewed February and we said, you know, here are all the days to look forward to and I can't believe I didn't mark my calendar then. But uh Pizza. I have some in my fridge, so I'm good. That'll first, be my lunch. First pizza was sold in Naples, Italy in 1738. We were supposed to go to Naples last year and didn't get to go, so I can't go to the birthplace of pizza. There are over 5 billion pizzas sold each year. Hmm. There are more pizzas sold on Super Bowl Sunday than any other day of the year. That makes sense, but Sam, you and I talked to yesterday, still only one in seven people. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be higher. I still think it would be higher than one in seven people. About 17% of all restaurants are pizzerias, or at least serve pizza. And on average, Americans consume over 23 pounds of pizza per year. That's probably pretty accurate. Yeah, well, that's, that's the average. Uh, so here's some new pizza information as well that stood out. Ninety-four percent have eaten a pizza within the last month. Wait a minute. So ninety, not ninety-four percent. This must just be of the people surveyed. That can't be ninety-four percent of all people. Yeah, it's got to be the survey. I mean, I've I've eaten pizza in the last twelve hours. <laughs> According to a survey, we saw we saw this. Uh, we talked about this last week. One in 12 people admit to eating their pizza with a knife and fork. A poll of 2,000, okay, of 2,000 pizza lovers. Oh. So these aren't, these aren't all people. Well, then how is that not 100%? If you're exactly, a pizza lover. If you're a pizza lover. And you've gone a month without eating pizza? It's, it's been very rare that I haven't had pizza in a month. It, 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 well, I don't like pizza, so... It's not a stretch for me. 72. Well, you wouldn't be in this poll then if you're not a pizza lover. <laughs> That's right. You would be a pizza hater and you all get your own poll. 72% say they love pizza so much they could eat it for breakfast. Uh, yes. I, no, I don't know that I ever eat it for breakfast. Oh, but. wait. They could eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and never get bored of it. <laughs> Sam, you don't eat leftover pizza for breakfast? No, it's my lunch. From the night before? <sighs> That's my lunch. So I'm more likely to eat pizza for breakfast. It's good. 47% think pizza is the perfect food for next day leftovers. It's it's definitely good. No. I'm a little surprised that only 47% of pizza lovers think that. I would think it would be. I'll see. I think it's better the first day. 65% of people consider themselves a pizza expert. And 33% of pizza lovers would shave all the body hair from their body, eyebrows included, for unlimited pizza. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't. I think I'd just rather pay for my pizza. They're not putting it in the pizza. You don't have to get sick. Uh-huh. It's not, has, it doesn't have anything to do with the. There's the only correlation is would you do it in order to get unlimited? So is it just like a one time thing, or do I have to stay that way? That's a good question. <laughs> I think one time, one, one once you do it, it's probably easier to stay that way. Well, I mean, just a hunch. I've here, got a full head of hair. I think I could come back. I'd hope. Here not, yeah, but you could cut yours off to almost very short, and then shave the rest of it off, and it's like it's, it's no big deal. It'll come back. 
Mm. Nine Valentine's Day date ideas that should collectively be canceled. So it's not mm. my idea, but someone said you should take these old, worn out, retread ideas and retire them. And number nine, that's going to the movies on Valentine's Day. If you've been with your significant other for a long time and covered every subject possible, it seems like a lot of people may choose that, but maybe you should rethink that. A stand-up comedy show, don't do that. They say the classic dinner reservation, don't do that. Don't go ice skating. You're not supposed to go to dinner? Just the classic dinner reservation, you know, like. I think of the one, um, the episode of Friends where Joey's trying, no, Chandler's <laughs> trying to bribe the maitre d' and doesn't know how and, like, drops the money in front of the maitre d'. Uh, a long walk on the beach. Again, I didn't come up with this list. These are lists that someone says that should be canceled. A long walk on the beach. The long walk on Rough River Beach isn't necessarily the... The most romantic well, thing. Well, you're going to need to come up with something to do with the rest of your Valentine's Day because <laughs> a long walk on Rough well, River you can Beach go back and forth. is is short. Well, you could. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna wear a trench into the beach going <laughs> back and forth. Anything involving heart shaped necklaces. Not not my list. Um, someone else's list. Anything involving food in the boudoir. Number two, waiting at the top of the Empire State Building and hoping your long-lost scorned lover from a decade ago meets you with a dozen roses. You've been watching too many movies. <laughs> I was going to say, you're not going to find me at the top of that building anyways. And then how many, number one is running illegally through an airport to catch your crush <laughs> before they move to another country <laughs> in order to tell them the truth about did, how you feel. Did Dennis Cook write that list, those last <laughs> two so. from Hallmark movies? Of course, they nine, all have to be Hallmark, right? <laughs> 9-11 changed all that. You know, you used to could just walk right up to the gate and wave bye to people. And I mean, it's just they are classic TV examples, including friends of being at the airport gate and just, oh. you know, waving to that person as they walk down the ramp and they're walking out of your life forever. And think of the scene from the office. Yeah. Um, Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Are they, where are they flying in that? Michael's spoiler alert. <laughs> Michael's leaving to go to Denver Oh, okay. and Pam didn't get a chance to say bye and runs through. And I think she ends up going through security and goes to give him a hug goodbye because she's carrying her shoes because she didn't have time to put her shoes on. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. See, I mean, they're just countless examples. And so that's a little, that example is a little bit tired, but, uh, is, is it sleepless in Seattle? Is the, is the empire state building, the sleepless in Seattle, they'll meet there or is it you've got mail or are they both the same movie? You're asking the wrong person. I think they're very similar. Uh, this Even gives I don't know that. this gives new meaning to the saying "Big Brother is watching you." Randy Waits just wanted to watch the weather forecast, but instead discovered a long lost brother. When tuning into the local news, he was interested in more than just the upcoming snowfall. The man being interviewed was Eddie Waits, who shared the same last name. Randy, who is California based, enlisted the help of his daughter to do some digging and eventually unearthed the unbelievable. He had a brother. He said, I saw Eddie's features, and he actually looked a lot like my dad in the eyes. He said, I did my research, searched up his name, looked up all I could, and after the amazing discovery, the long-lost siblings chatted on the phone in an unbelievable moment for, for Randy. 
He said, it was an instantaneous chill all the way from my head all the way down to my toes. At first, I thought, it's not possible. Once I saw a picture of him, I saw my dad, I saw our dad, and I knew it was real. The unexpected reunion gave Randy the opportunity to know more about his father, whom he had never met, and the rest of his lineage. Hmm. Interesting story. Uh, 23andMe is going to do, I mean, there was no ancestry involved in this. This was a guy that saw somebody on TV and said, he looks familiar, and he also has my last name. So they were able to connect those dots. But all the DNA testing and the archiving and all that is going to do is going to change a lot in I, the coming years. I know a friend of mine that I know you met a couple of months ago. He did that because he's adopted and he didn't know any of his his background. And he was able to find like his his birth mother's name and and everything. And he's starting to dive through and see if he can't connect some of the dots with some of his family that he didn't know since he was adopted. Yeah. Yeah, there. I'd say there are some people that would have some anxiety about, you know, I don't know if I want to learn all that stuff because mm-hmm. it may suddenly change everything that I thought that I knew. So that could be could be troubling. Uh, you know, in the fall of the year when we all rake our leaves and a big wind comes up, you have these leaf piles, and I call it the leaf relocation program Mm -hmm. because you can have yours piled up in your yard and then the wind blows and suddenly the leaves settle in your neighbor's yard and you go oh good now they're the neighbor's problem or after a windstorm you sometimes your garbage can becomes your neighbor's garbage can Mm -hmm. because it ends up somewhere else or even worse just the lid or just the lid. In Palm Bay, Florida, a Palm Bay woman was arrested on Sunday accused of stabbing two people and pushing an elderly woman in a feud over leaf blowing. All right, so go to get a good look at her here, uh, her booking photo. 66-year-old Kiong Moulton is accused of stabbing two people who live across the street from her. According to the arrest affidavit, police say she came home Sunday afternoon and found leaves on her front lawn. Assuming they had been placed there by the people across the street, she pulled out her leaf blower and blew them back onto their lawn. One of the victims told police he saw Moulton with a leaf blower and he and his mother went out to confront her. This sounds... This sounds very similar to Rene Boucher and Rand Paul. It does sound, although I don't know if there there was a lawnmower involved in that. No leaf blower. When the man's sister tried to intervene, Moulton slapped the sister and struggle ensued. According to the arrest affidavit, that's when Moulton stabbed the sister in the leg with a steak knife. When the man tried to help his sister, he got stabbed in the arm with the steak knife. Yeah. Don't Rene Boucher didn't go with a stabbing. <laughs> Police have surveillance video of the altercation, <laughs> and she's been lodged in the jail on two counts of aggravated battery and one count of battery on a person 65 years of age or older. Well, that's a, she's 66. That's a fair fight. They should not get special age <laughs> exemption if a 66-year-old attacks someone who's also of a similar age. That's a trumped-up charge. But... I would like to see the video. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Floor, steak knife. Let's get the uh, get the sound effect, too, you were talking about earlier in the week. <laughs> That's right. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around. You're on In the Know.
time of my life No, I never felt this way before Never felt yes, this I swear. way Did you know It's a true 85% of people tend to walk around in circles while talking on the phone. <laughs> My dad is that way. 100%. And he, <laughs> he's just, he walks around in circles. I don't know. I mean, he he's a pacer when he talks on the phone. She's I'm a, a pacer. pacer. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I know you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've seen you. <laughs> you, yeah. you got your laps around the building sometimes. Well, the other 15% uh, I usually do sit, pacing because this is in circles. I would assume it's all the same I would thing. Say pacing circles are the same thing. I usually sit. I still have the video. Uh, yeah, I sit too. I don't. I don't move around. Um, but I don't like to talk on the phone that much anyway. Uh, I'm with you. I got it all out of my system when I was a teenager. The uh, and that's the, I used to. I lived. <laughs> I lived during a time. I lived during a time where that's the only method of communication that you had. So it's a little like vinyl records. Mm-hmm. I lived through the era where that's all we had. We've moved beyond. Why do we want to go back type of thing? But I do have a video. It was at the JW Marriott in Washington, D.C. I think it was about three years ago. I sent it to you, and I know I still have it. But I was sitting there waiting to do something, sitting in the lobby in one of their lounge mm-hmm. chairs, just minding my own business. And I noticed this guy is on his cell phone, and he is just pacing back and forth in front of me in the lobby. And so I started rolling video on my phone, but I left my phone stationary, mm-hmm. but I lined it up just perfectly where this guy would walk in frame on the phone, and then he would walk out of frame. And then a few, he had perfect timing. Like, it was the same. You could count the number of seconds. To, it was like watching a pendulum swing, that guy coming in and out. Like, yeah, that guy is, he has no idea what he's doing. He's on the phone, mm-hmm. and he's focused. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's kind of funny, though. Mm-hmm. People people tend to pace. Well, they get focused on every, on their conversation. They don't think about, you know, what they what they might be doing. Or maybe he was just getting his steps in. It was possible. The 2022 Oscar nominations are announced. Best Picture, uh, Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Hey, I've Seen the One, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, Sherman, and West Side Story. I've seen one of them. I've heard of about five of them. Which one did you see? Don't Look Up. Good? Uh, not as good as Not as good as you would think it should be. Um, with Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence, and by the way, Jennifer Lawrence is preggers. Really? Yeah, we oh. saw her the other night on Colbert. Like, look at her. <laughs> so look. he had to rewind it back yeah, to show me Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, like, look at her. She's with child. Like big. Yeah, with child. Right. Well, it was my. About how did draw. she get? How did she get that preggers? And mm-hmm. I didn't even know. I was like, ooh, I haven't seen you in like, a while. Big Billy. I do want to see King Richard. Uh, but I also think that that licorice pizza might be okay. But Power of the Dog, no thanks. Sherman, probably no thanks. West Side Story, I might like to see. Dune, probably not. Drive My Car, haven't heard of it. Uh, Coda, haven't heard of it. Belfast, I'm, I guess it's a movie about something in Ireland. Is it, isn't it? Sherman, isn't that like a historical movie? Probably. Uh, best Actress, Jessica Chastain, Olivia Coleman, Penelope Cruz, Nicole Kidman, and Kristen Stewart. Best Actor, Javier Bardem. 
Benedict Cumberbatch, Andrew Garfield, Will Smith, and Denzel Washington. Now, best original score, I always like to pay attention to these. Don't look up, the score is nominated. Dune, Encanto, the score is nominated. Parallel Mothers and the Power of the Dog. Interestingly enough, though, the number one song in the country is We Don't Talk About Bruno. But it's not nominated for an Oscar because it wasn't submitted for an Oscar. So they explained, they said, when you submit a song for consideration, I always think the song you submit is not about whether you win or not. It's about one that best exemplifies the spirit of the movie itself. So they actually submitted Dos Ogoritas as the uh, the song is the foundational story of that score. So the score is nominated, but not we don't talk about Bruno, even though it's a hugely popular song. Now, some of the snubs, Lady Gaga got snubbed. She apparently did a really good job playing um, in House of Gucci, and she got snubbed. Uh, Jared Leto got snubbed. Surprise, Don't Look Up. So Don't Look Up is not nearly as good as some of the other movies, but it's almost as if they just said, oh, well, because of its cast, it's Oscar-worthy, and it's really... It's okay, it's not, but Bradley Cooper got snubbed. You don't snub Bradley Cooper. Like, no. I watched I watched the Hangover movies over the weekend. Don't snub so. Bradley Cooper. Speaking of Bradley Cooper. Jennifer Hudson got snubbed. Peter Dinklage got snubbed. So, I do want to see Peter Dinklage in Cyrano. So, I didn't know for a long time that Roxanne, the movie starring Steve Martin, is just a modern adaptation of Cyrano de Bergerac. I've never seen either one. So it's uh, it's really interesting. Here's one you probably will see, Sam. Lightyear, the full cast list released with the new trailer featuring Chris Evans. First, how do you feel about Buzz Lightyear origin story and Tim Allen is not the voice of... It's Chris Pratt, isn't it? Chris Evans. No, I thought it was Chris Pratt. Well, it was... says a new trailer for Chris Evans' Pixar movie, Lightyear, hmm. I just thought it was dropped. Chris Pratt. Well, Chris Evans is involved somehow, so hmm. you might be right. Uh, but uh, Kiki Palmer, Dale Sewells, and Taika Watiti will voice a group of ambitious recruits. And then you've got uh, James Brolin, who's in it. And it hits theaters June 17th. Yeah, I mean, I... And you're right, it is Chris Evans. I don't know where I was getting Chris Pratt from. I but The Chris's are easily uh-huh. messed up. I don't know. I mean, I, I like the idea of this. Is Pixar doing this? Uh, I mean, yes. I, you got to imagine. Yeah, it is a Pixar. So it's got to yeah. be probably good. Uh, I don't know. So this is pretty much going to be the movie for what the action figure would be based on, correct? Yes. So Zerg and you get... Uh-huh. So it's a Buzz Lightyear origin story. But my mm-hmm. question is, does... Would he get an origin story? If if this is successful, you better believe he will. I mean, and we, then we, I think we need an origin story for the for the little eye goggle things. <laughs> Rex. By the way, um, uh, where did it say the companion? So obviously, all Disney main characters have to have a companion. Buzz Lightyear's is a robot companion called Socks. S O X is hmm. the name. So what about? Uh, Inspector, no, what's the, uh, Prospector, Prospector Pete, right? But he's in the Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, he's in the, so Jesse, Bullseye, Woody, Uh Prospector Uh Pete, they're all, they would be in the. In the Woody movie. They would be in the Woody movie, that's right. So, but I can see, I mean, there's a huge opportunity for a Western in there that Uh they could, 
that they can make. It makes sense. I mean, because, they, could, they could make Well, they've three already or four foreshadowed like, it a little bit because they show clips of the TV show mm-hmm. that inspired those characters, Woody uh, and uh, – Prospector Pete and and Jesse and Bullseye and all that. So, I mean, it would do the be, aliens get a movie too? That's what we need. The Claw. <laughs> That's what we need. It'd just be this. The movie would just be named <laughs> The Claw. The Claw. People will think it's a horror so movie. There's a, no, not a more frustrating game anywhere than right? The Claw. I mean, they put that down there. You think, oh, that I can get that so easily. All I got to do is drop that down there, and I grab it, and it'll be mine. And then it barely <laughs> grabs it and falls. The worst part, it gets halfway up there, and uh-huh. then you get falls your hopes loose. up. Oh, goodness gracious, that's terrible. We've got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. MV's point to ponder for today. If you could travel back in time, in what period would you choose to live? This is is quite impossible for me. Can I just go back five years or something? I I guess (laughs) theoretically you can. As being Um, right, I mean... We're so connected to technology that it would be really, I mean, as good as it sounds to live without it, it'd be really tough. Yeah, I. that's why I, I really, now, I have, if, it's impossible for me to really settle. If you could tell one. me, though, that I could go back to like the 1940s, but forget everything I know about technology and all of that, then that would be maybe different. I'm not, I just use the 40s as an example. That probably wouldn't be my pick, but. Maybe. Um. Just like many things, I start looking for exceptions and loopholes, and I go, oh, yeah, but what if? So I don't want to go to one point in time. I want to go to a bunch. You know, I want to go to the signing of the Declaration of Independence, and I want to Mm -hmm. go, you know, there are important moments in Christianity and all that. Like, there are just moments in history I'd like to visit. But as far as having to pick a time, you know, Sam, you talked about the 40s. Um, And I probably, if I had lived it, I wouldn't choose it. But they're being removed. Being being you know eighty years in further into history, and with the greatest generation being beloved about what they did for our country and our world, there's just something that I said if I had to be if if I had to live in a time that is relatively modern but exemplifies the American spirit of a time that changed the world for generations to come. There's something about the 1940s that is appealing to me because of World War II. But my guess is if I spent time with people who lived in the 1940s and got had to get shipped off to war to Europe and that, you know, lost family members on D-Day, and that, they'd say, trust me, you don't want to do that. I mean, we're glad that we did it, that we answered the call, but if you could choose it, you certainly wouldn't choose it. So what I mean is I'm in love with the romanticized idea of how that's depicted in Saving Private Ryan, and it's not that that's romantic, but it's heroic, you know, so you... It would just be hard for me to pick one. It'd be really interesting to see 1870s and 1880s and the Industrial Revolution as kind of the onset of yeah. some of the technology. But then again, you think back to some of those areas. I mean, no such thing as vaccines, medical care. It was not, it was not great. Yeah, I started running through the decades and I go, oh, wait, uh, cholera. Uh-huh. Yeah, that'd be bad. Yeah. Oh, 
bubonic plague, probably don't want to get mixed up in that. Mm. Um, that's so it led me to 1490. Where, where would go I go on with Columbus? Where would I go into the future? <laughs> I'd have been scared to death. We're going to fall over the edge of the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, like I wondered how far into the future I would like to go. If I have to go back in time, where would I like to go in the future? Like, give, give me a hundred years. That sounds more. I think. I think. No, I wouldn't like to. I, I wouldn't have to go a hundred years. Well, see, I'm thinking a hundred years guarantees I'm 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 gone. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, well, I guess it would be, you it sure? need to be that long. I don't know. We're living longer all the time, Sam. You're so young. They may be 124 out, years you, old. You might actually. It it the it the, could the thing is. The the thing is is that I wouldn't bet against the ability to live that long for you. So you're you're not confident in your ability to maybe live to 150. I won't live to 150 <laughs> without a doubt. Uh, I can promise you that. But but the things that we are learning about the aging process that if the world continues to exist in its present shape and form with current conditions, our discovery is enabling us to live longer. And so it it might be common to live to 124 by the time you get there. Maybe maybe my kids could live that old. Your kids might live to be as old as Methuselah. <laughs> Who knows? All right. On television tonight, The Amazing Race. It really is a an interesting consideration on knowing what you know about the past. They all have their pros and cons about places mm-hmm. in history, but if you just had to pick one. That's you know, why I'd say you just... go back five years. I know what it is. I'm good. Yeah, I think they would rule that out on a technicality, Sam. Well, then uh, 2000. <laughs> yeah, at wherever wherever the limit is is where you want to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got it. Uh, the Jeopardy College, uh, Jeopardy National College Championship quarterfinal number two, the Amazing Race tonight, the Olympics on tonight. Tonight will be curling, half pipe, and women's snowboarding. We finally got our first gold in the last twenty four hours, so that's good. Short track speed skating, men's free skate, skeleton, and then in hockey, Sweden and Latvia. Well, who doesn't want to watch that? That's appointment television. It, skeleton's kind of like the luge, right? Where they lay down, isn't that? Lo- skeleton is. Skeleton is head first. Head first. Yeah, that's, that's the crazy one. is feet okay, first. Okay. Yeah, skeleton, there is no amount of money, I think, that you could make me do that. Skeleton is face down, head uh-huh. first. Uh-huh. Luge is feet first, face up. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the way you remember. I don't know that I could do that. Today's highlight in history, this day in 1971, a magnitude 6.6 earthquake in California, San Fernando Valley, claimed 65 lives. The Beatles made their first American television appearance this day in 1964. Princess Margaret sister of Queen Elizabeth II, died in London at age 71, this date in 2002. If you've seen The Crown, uh, she's played by Helena Bonham Carter, who does a tremendous job. Bellatrix Lestrange. Yes. What's that from? Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, she, she is, is. That's right. She phenomenal is phenomenal in Harry right. Potter. Yes. Yeah. I mean, really good. Playing Carol, that character. Carol King is 80 today. Joe Pesci is 79. Never, oh, no. never take Joe Pesci to a drive-through. Don't do it. Or Home Alone, right? Isn't yeah, Home Alone? Yes. he's in Home Alone. Yeah, he's, yeah. It, he's, he's in a of, lot he, of good he's movies. He's one but, of the. But don't take him to a drive-through. <laughs> <laughs> Macaulay Culkin gonna get you. Um, have you? Do you know Lethal Weapon, the movie? I've heard of it. Yes. All right. 
that's where the drive-through reference comes from. Yeah, what went right over my head. Mia Farrow is seventy-seven. Judith Light is seventy-three. Travis Tritt is fifty-nine. Charlie Day is forty-six. Love his character in Horrible Bosses. Oh yeah, he's uh, always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. where he's really. Known I, was from, I knew that. I don't name. know him from that. I just know him from Horrible Bosses. And Michael B. Jordan is thirty-five today. Gone but not forgotten. William Henry Harrison, our ninth president in seventeen seventy-three. Carmen Miranda in 1909, Ernest Tubb in 1914. Good old William Henry Harrison. What month? 28 days as president? Yeah, it wasn't long. Um, Chart toppers. Here's Lawrence Welk, 1961, Calcutta. Yeah, shortest term of any U.S. president. Died 30 days later. 30 days. Yeah, because yeah, I, I think the story is, is that he, his speech that he gave was like a four-hour-long inauguration speech in the cold, and he refused oh, to wear yeah. a jacket. He got pneumonia and died. Mm. That's right. 1970, Sly and the Family Stone, number one. We got Sly and the Family Stone, what, two days in a row? Yeah, Everyday People was yesterday. Was it? Yeah. Let's go to 1979. Eddie Rabbit was number one. Every which way but lose, you turn me. Every which way but lose. Have you ever seen the movie Every Which Way But Loose? No. I've not. Neither of you have? I knew, figured Sam hadn't, but that's a classic. You're sounding like a Ken Hallett does this to me almost every day. You seen that movie? No. No. No, probably not. I just need to introduce you to the classics, though. You need to know the story of Philo Beto. Expose, seasons change, number one in 88. Well, I hadn't seen part two of The Hangover until over the weekend. I'd seen the first part, but I hadn't seen part two, so that at least makes you happy. That's a classic, right? Maybe not part two, but part one is. The first one is. Hangover, the Hangover and I've heard is a classic. It's not even worth my, me watching part three. Is that, no, is that it's accurate? Not good. Okay. They definitely get worse as they go. So. Let's go to 1997 and the Spice Girls. Oh, wow. With Wannabe. I want In 06, the Pussycat Dolls stick with you. And in uh, 2015, Ed Sheeran, Thinking Out Loud. They're your chart toppers for today. I, I always liked it when Adele did Carpool Karaoke and she did this song mm-hmm. with uh, James Corden. She was a huge Spice Girls fan. Uh, when she was an adolescent. All right, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Do we have sports or anything tonight, Sam? No, today's our one one day off this (laughs) week. One day off for the week. Because we head to McLean County tomorrow night and then a home doubleheader against Whitesville Trinity on Friday. McLean County? You can't get there from here. You've got to go somewhere else and start. That's what I've been told. Uh, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Only dead fish go with the flow. Only dead fish go with the flow. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.